Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, everybody. Welcome to your Friday episode of your favorite podcast, Private Parts. Today, we have two friends of mine on the show. They've been on before, William Hansen and Jordan North. Now, William and Jordan have a podcast called Help I Sexted My Boss. Now, if you ever heard the story about the girl using her mum's dildo, you probably saw it go viral. That's from their podcast. I mean, honestly, they're genius together. They also have a book out, Help I Sex to My Boss, which is out yesterday. So you can go and order it right now or go and get it wherever you get your books. So go and check that out. I'm going to give up from talking now because we're going to go loads more talking in just a second. But also remember, we're on social media at Private Podcast. Please send us a message. And if you like the episode, share it on social media. So we can see it slide into my DMs and then I want to just share and chat to everyone who's been listening. Okay, enjoy the episode with William and Jordan. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having us again. Thanks for having us on again. <laughs> Thanks for uh, coming on again. When was the last time you guys were on? Was it a year ago? No, longer than that. Yeah, nearly two. I think, I think it was... No, eight, it's not two. 18 yeah. months ago, weren't it? Yeah. Basically, wow. we came on your podcast mm. and we were like, this is how we should be doing it. Mm. We should be filming it and we need better microphones <laughs> and we need a studio. So and literally, a nice work environment. Um, <laughs> yeah. And a better culture yeah. and better everything. And we need candy kittens in the corner. <laughs> so basically, after we came on your podcast last, we moved studios and we moved our podcast recording and we basically yeah. copied you. You guys are looking great now. Oh, thank well, you. thank you. You're Is that fake great. Yeah, we got fake break. <laughs> yeah, <in the> <laughs> everything's real in here. Everything's real in here. Also, I see, because honestly, your guys, your clips are genius. And one of your clips. Oh, yeah. The shoebox. Holy smoke roonies It yeah. went every... The amount of people that sent me this clip. Yeah. When it, can you explain, for people who don't know... Oh, thank you for asking me. Yeah, what happened in the clip? Um... 
Melissa, I think her name was, yes. or Melanie, uh, wrote in. She was house-sitting. She was house-sitting for her parents who were away on holiday, and for some odd reason, she decided to look under her parents' bed. That was the first alarm bell. And we were like, why? And she found a shoebox. She why? then decided to open the shoebox. Silly girl. And she found an array, array of toys mm. in all different shapes and sizes. And she, I mean, she wiped one down. Uh, this was a oh, dildo. Wiping it down. Had a lovely time with it. In fact, she told us it was the best time she'd ever had. And she'd used it all week. She'd used it quite a few oh. times. And then she looks on the on the bottom, on the side, and it's got the brand name, which is Cloner Willie. So obviously, she, the penny drops that this is a replica of her father's oh penis. And I quote, it was given her the best orgasms of her life. Oh my God. So we were, and she was very confused. And I mean, what would what advice would you give? Yeah, what her? advice would you give to that? Um, don't do it again. Yeah, <laughs> and go and find a very good therapist. And don't look under your mum's shoebox or in the bedside. Why? Drawer. Why don't look under the bed? You think that's the first thing? Would you look yes. under your parents' bed? Oh, I don't know. I once. Lo- oh, I should. Uh, no, go on. No. Oh, I, it's, oh, we've all I, done it. Okay, fine. I once looked in my my parents had like a TV. I can't believe in, in their room. And it was my stepdad and my mum, and I looked in their cupboard, and there was just porn videos. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of them. Wow. Loads. Of th- Can like, you remember any of the titles? Oh no, but it was Shaving a- Private Ryan, <laughs> Indiana one. Jones and the Temple of Poon. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> What's another one? When you were What's kid, another one? Uh, there was Titanic Two Down Under. <laughs> oh, Schindler's Fist. <laughs> no, that yeah. <laughs> Schindler's Fist. <laughs> 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 really? Really? Anything else? <laughs> I don't know if that is true, but it's just what you heard on the school playground. Right. Oh, like, yeah, I a think porno. you went to a very different school to us. There's a porno called Schindler's Fist. <laughs> yeah. But, but, I, but on, on that, just to tangent real quickly, mm. when I was younger, I, I, the first time I ever saw porn when I was something called More Precious Than Gold. And it was one, at boarding school, it was one DVD that was just passed around. Yeah. To every single boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what... No, I'm not going to ask you any follow-up <laughs> questions. Was it the making of you? <laughs> I think... Well, I've told this story before. Shall I tell you this story? Please yeah. tell I me. can't believe I'm sharing this much. Okay, this is no word of... Okay. This is no word of a lie. Yes. And it's, it's really embarrassing. I can't believe I'm telling you this. I'm sure I've told it before. We all were in our first year um, at my school. And so we were about 13 years old because this was this other school I went to. And the the guys had this porn DVD, which is called More Precious Than Gold. And it starred Jenna Jameson, who was, oh. who was a famous porn star who, uh, for both guys who may not know this, that apparently she was so good at porn that she could blow uh, bubbles with semen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's so anyway, I can't nice. believe I can't believe we're getting into this. Nice I can't believe about we're only can't be about to tell the story. Even only five minutes in. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, we we all were watching. I, I had the DVD and we lay the computer up in the front like that, and then all the boys were here. And we we're ready to do it. There's about ten of us. No, I'm sorry. This yeah, okay, okay. And I honestly, I've th- I've never seen porn in my entire. I've never seen porn. Anyway. We, I get the DVD, I put it in, and I close it shut, and I press play, and we're all excited. And it starts, and they start getting into it. And I'm sitting there, and without touching myself in front of everyone, I orgasm. 
<laughs> and I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell anyone. So I just went, oh, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Was it like film club? You all just sat there watching it? <laughs> yeah, we all sat there watching it, yeah. <laughs> we had one that... You must have had something like that, Yeah, my mate, my mate brought one back from Tenerife. Oh, my God. It, it was Spanish. And all the way through it, and all our mates, we had an in-joke. It was just, vamos, 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 vamos. <laughs> I sort of remember this girl doing, she's going, vamos, vamos, which I think means faster, or... Uh, it's also the way you say it, vamos. <laughs> she's going, vamos, vamos, was it babos, babos, babos? Vamos. Vamos, 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 <laughs> that was it. Vamos. Vamos. Sorry, vamos, vamos. Vamos oh. is something you put in your hair. <laughs> uh, William, do you ever, you've never had an experience like that? No, funnily enough, no. Um, but you did go to boarding school I did well. go to boarding school. We got up to other things. Uh, of an evening um, like shoe polishing uh, I was the boys would always bring their shoes in because I had a shoe cleaning kit yeah and uh, I used to buff them up nicely I bet you did so you used to do that for all the other boys shoes for those that asked mm. yeah um, that I liked generally with your your podcast guys because mm. also what normally I think with podcasting you normally get certain amount of people listening to it and then it sort of stays like that but you guys seem to get new listeners all the time mm. we're very lucky you're really you have an amazing yeah. amount who um have you ever had someone write in that you actually couldn't read out because it was too bad or do you kind of read most things out we read most things out we recently all agreed to stop doing poo based dilemmas we were yes. getting too yeah, much poo yeah. uh, especially after the igloo incident Oh, yeah. So is, explain this one. This is... Uh, I'll go again. Um, I so this was... Well, how many minutes are we in now? We're about ten. <laughs> seven. About seven. Okay. Similar, similar sort of vibe to Melissa. And by the way, we're not as ex-podcast. Um, <laughs> I insist on that, although we do seem to do quite a lot of these dilemmas. And as someone pointed out to me, sex is in the title of our podcast. Um, so I can't be too prissy. But the someone had gone around to someone's house, mm. dinner party. Oh, we need some more ice. Went you know, in the goes the, the ice straw. And there were... Um, uh, poos frozen turds. frozen turds and apparently it, stuffed inside a condom and they are used for sexual pleasure and that is called iglooing apparently I don't really I know mean why. I, I think that's probably the worst we've had I think that makes Melissa's look like Beatrix Potter I mean why <laughs> on earth would someone want to well you've got to be careful here because we said this and we got accused of kink shaming yes so we had a bit of backlash so from I the mean, igluing I, community <laughs> i i got i got told off for kink shaming as well because um apparently there i can't, we're getting into this again but apparently there is a fetish where you love the smell of just what well, i can only describe as arsehole you just love the, you love <laughs> the smell of it and we got sent in one where someone um just basically kept sending this girl that she had met on Night Out saying, I can't wait to... And then would send an emoji of his nose and, like, the peach. She was like, what does... I don't understand what that means. Anyway, when they ended up having sex, it was literally that, that he just wanted to smell. Her bum. Her bum. Right. And we laughed about it, and yes. we were then told off for kink shit. So you've got to be careful. Each to their own. Each yeah. to, as long as it's all above board. It's not lime basil mandarin, is it? I mean, it's not... <laughs> you want something a bit nicer. I just think I'm really vanilla. I think I'm really vanilla. Like, lights off. <laughs> duvet on. <laughs> Let's not talk. Duvet on. But, yeah, not du- du- duvet off. No, it's a, bit, it's a bit too free. I don't know. No, but the duvet can get in the way. <laughs> Also, think it's of Monday. the bedding. 
Yes, this is how a week's going to be. It's only Monday at time of recording. Um, but you guys have written a book. Yes. Okay. It's called. Funnily enough. Help. I. Sucks My <laughs> boss. boss. It's got an asterisk in. Our oh. podcast doesn't have an asterisk. Yeah. But the book has got an asterisk. But but it's amazing. And Liv, our producer, has been reading through lots of it. And it, you basically go through the whole book giving help on different things. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. dating, uh, moving house, all this different stuff. Nights out. So when our, when our podcast started in yeah. series one and two, we were themed episodes. So okay. it was the first episode was on dating and, and et cetera. Office etiquette. Office etiquette. We're now sort of an all, all you know, each episode. Is, we have an array of topics as you have. Is that what it started off as? Yeah. yeah. We did it as... And then you were started to run out and you were like, okay, let's <laughs> spread it out a little bit. We honestly both thought we'd get a couple of series out of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, we actually pitched it to the BBC, didn't we? You say you like to tell people. And they did were like... Really? And, they, really? and it didn't get past the first round of commissioning. So we're like, our friend Stuart, who owns the production company, were like, you should do this anyway. And we're like, yeah. And, uh, and we were very glad life turned out the way it did. And we did like two or three series... And then we just kept doing more. And then, was it last year now or two years coming up that we just decided to go every week? We went weekly. Last January now. Was it a year ago? No, yeah, series two. infinity. But you do a bonus episode now as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's two episodes a week. And well, episode and a half. I think the bonuses are just as good as the They're so good. Now. Honestly, I, I love your podcast. And also what I love about the bonuses more so, but the, the way the podcast is so relaxed. Mm. As in, you oh, hear so yourself. You. You, it is, you... Honestly, you, it feels like there is no editing. It just everything, <laughs> everything stays in. Pretty much. In a great way, though. It yeah. just, it feels so the moving of the papers, whatever it is, whether you're Jordan out. dropping his pen on the table. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The whole time. Yeah, sorry. I realise that this is becoming a bit of an issue. Well, our editor, Jump Cut Jack, will be delighted that you have said it sounds like there's no editing. But mm. I like the rawness of it. I think sometimes mm. when it comes to podcasting or I think, I think radio, I want to know your sort of view on this. Especially with BBC, what have what I having done radio now is that mm. you but be, you become w- concerned about what you can say, what you can't mm. say because there are mm. structures in place in order to do that. So you almost become a presenter. Yeah. Mm. But then when it comes to podcasting, you don't want to be a you want to be far more natural. They're two they're two completely different uh, yeah. dis- disciplines. Definitely. So and give it to us. I, I get asked this all the time. Like being on the radio is a completely different discipline, and you've got time. You know, you, you might your producer might say you've only got two minutes on this link because we've got to get a song on on the news. Um, and obviously, there's certain things you you can and can't say on the radio because you've got kids listening at all time. There's no there's no watershed on the radio. It's it's always so at nine o'clock on TV you can swear and stuff. That's not the case on radio. There's no watershed. Um, whereas podcast is just it's no discipline. It, you can talk. You can just verbal diarrhea and just talk about stuff. And there's stuff that, like, I I always write stuff down in my notes, and I'm like, right, this isn't going to work for the radio, mm. but it'll work for the podcast. And it's like, mm. there'll be something like, I don't know, the next door neighbor's cat's now pretty much our cat. And yes, I Kevin. Kevin. And I've now. Although, uh, do you know, so he did the story that he's basically adopted this cat. Cat, Kevin. which was great for the podcast, but when I pitched it to the radio, they were yeah, like. Yeah, you've called it Kevin, and it's a tabby cat, and everyone's. Or tabby, a tortoiseshell, and everyone's written in and goes, that's actually a female cat. So oh. actually, Kevin needs. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin, yeah, you need to. So. Why have you adopted this cat? Because I just give it a bit of milk. Put it in a little. And also, cats don't drink milk. It's really bad. Yeah, they actually. don't drink milk. No. Oh, I, I don't know if you meant, but I, you're I've killing got, Kevin. I've got, an, I've got, <laughs> I've got, an, I've got an ashtray outside. Right. So <laughs> I put a bit of milk in it, and then the cats now. So every morning, 
or when I get in from work, I put a little right. bit of milk in the ashtray, and the cat licks it up. You're, you're potentially. <laughs> so if you've got a cat, you, you haven't. You have a. You have an ashtray that you put yeah. outside. You feed the stray cat. If you've got a cat that's coming in with fag breath, it's probably me <laughs> <laughs> feeding it. <laughs> Who does the cat belong to? I think it's next door or next door, but one. But yeah, um, it is, and you've been and you've been covering on Radio One lately. Sounding yeah. great as well. You have. I don't know if I not, sound great. No, it's not easy know. to do. It is because well, you do radio as well. Not presenting. Yeah, I do you, contributing. But but it is. It's this weird thing. Podcasting is fine. Radio for some reason, when that light goes red mm. and you know that you're live, something happens where you suddenly become. I, I don't know. You feel less confident, less comfortable. Mm. Yeah. Well, you should, yeah. And I don't know why that happens. And you said there, like, you feel like you can't say certain things just because a producer says you can't say it. If you think it's going to be funny, push back a bit. Say it. It'll be funny. We won't get in trouble. Because don't, especially, uh, like, certain companies and whatever, you've got to be careful with your goal, but just, you can, you can push it slightly. What do you prefer? Podcasting or radio? Mm, radio's my first love. Because you're, you... Sorry. No, no, no. I I love... for anyone, yeah, but you do. For anyone listening, if, if you want to have a star student, Jordan North is your, you love radio. He has studied the discipline. Yeah, you just, you love it. Oh, I do. I, I live and breathe it. And I'm always listening around. I've always got the radio on. I always listen to other shows. You know, I listen to rival stations because I'm a geek and I love it. And I always say, if you've had a good radio show, if you've had a really good show, mm. there's no better buzz when you go home. You're like, yeah, but if you've had a, crap one then you can i can be a bit miserable. but i'm like that with so in my so jordan's job obviously a day job is talking to millions of people yeah. with a microphone but you can't see them whereas in my day job i talked whether it's three people or 300 people teaching people so i like seeing my audience and actually having them there and, and feeding off them so when we do our uh, live tour thing for for the podcast where yeah. if we have a good show that's my adrenaline yeah and not jordan as much no he's much better than he was now and I have to say this all the time but he the first show we did in a basement pub in Camden with like 35 people he was climbing the walls terrible stage fright I get te- I, I, even now we say I'm better I get terrible stage fright I can't it's just when we go on tour and stuff I am so nervous smoking like a chimney downing vodka it's probably not good, actually. But that's such a contract because you're speaking to way more people mm. live on the yes. radio. But you, so what is that? I guess you can't see them. I can't see them. And when you're on tour and you can see the whites of their eyes, it's the same as well for TV. I started doing Saturday Night Takeaway mm. and you're live to millions of people there. And that is nerve wracking. But put me in front of a microphone on the radio and I'm fine. It's so weird. It's uh, yeah. Mm. If you ever did strictly come dancing, you shit yourself. I mm. I yeah. I don't I can't <laughs> dance anyway. So I. You well, dance. that didn't stop Anne Widdicombe. <laughs> so you could be the Anne Widdicombe. Yeah. Of, of your year. But the radio's better as well because um, it's it's so in, it's so instant. You could say something on the radio. You can have a whole show planned, and then a text will come in that will take the show another way. And mm. you know, if you want to be, I always use this example. If you want to be in France on the radio, you just play the low low theme tune. Even though it's like 40 years old. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. What do you think makes a good presenter? Um, for anyone up and coming now, but William is because oh, I because you 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 have insight you you for sure because you guys have presented, hosted, and what you do in everyday life is you're constantly hosting, constantly presenting. So yeah. what what does? Because it, it uh, there are so many people who message me or speak to me who always say I want to get into presenting, want to get into this mm. and that. It's it's hard. Yeah, really. it is. It is. I'd say you've got to be fun and entertaining. You've also got to sound really slick as well on the radio. If you sound a bit clunky and, you, you know, you can't do the basics like fire a song off or back announce a track. So you've got to sound like you know what you're doing. Mm. Says me, you make mistakes all the time. But I think another <laughs> but that's thing... that's part of your brand. Yeah, you've got, to be a bit, you've got to be a bit relatable as well. You've got to be relatable and uh, just, like, people listen... Do you think authenticity is... Yeah. A, a lot of... I bet you wish you never asked me now, but a lot of people as well... Radio is massive, especially in this country. More people listen to the radio than daytime TV. So, right, take, for example, uh, this morning. It's yeah. always in the papers uh-huh. this morning. On a good day, on a good day, it gets a million viewers, yeah? Yeah. Kiss Breakfast gets double that. You know, Rick, Greg James. I never miss it. Greg James. Do you listen to every you, Kiss Breakfast? Greg it. James Radio on Breakfast gets four million listeners every morning. Get out of here! Yeah. It's that much. Yeah, mm. pe- pe- something like eighty-eight percent of the country listen to radio at one point during the week. Radio's still massive in this country. It's still Vernon Kay has got the biggest radio show in Europe, the um, whole of Europe. He's got what is it? Seven, six, seven million listeners. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but why do you think a, there's an appetite for it still? Because, because okay, if we if we go into it, television is we linear television is having a tricky time. Mm. People aren't watching live TV unless it's sport or whatever it is. We have Spotify, we have podcasting. We, I can go on to Apple, Spotify, whatever, and click on your podcast mm-hmm. and just listen to it whenever. I, why would I do that over not having well clicking on radio and listening to that? 
Well, I, I think radio and podcasts are different. They're not, not they're not the same. I don't think podcasting is the death of radio or, any, or anything like that, or even Spotify is the, and sort of music services are the death of radio. But I think with radio, it's slightly more depending on, depends on the show, but it's slightly more wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Whereas podcasts, as we know, as we all know, people generally listen to podcasts on their earphones. Yeah. So you are literally the voices inside of their head. Although obviously people do listen to radio with headphones, fewer people listen to radio with headphones. And so it's a different relationship, I think, that you might have with a radio presenter in the car, on the DAB radio, in the bathroom or whatever it is, to the person on your commute that you're listening to who's inside your head. So I think, although radio is more intimate than television, I think podcasting is more intimate than radio because of how people listen not because when, of what they're saying but because of how they when you like ever first started radio and you want to learn the first thing they say to you is you only ever speak to one person so you don't mm. say how are you all it's like what do you think why don't you get in touch so you always it, you, you talk as if you'd speak into one person even though you've got millions listening because yeah. it makes a way better yeah. connection yeah it's interesting, right? Because also, I think we spoke about this in the last time, but I just want to remind people who maybe are just tuning in now, maybe don't know. You guys are sort of unmatched. If you if you were to find get two people to match together and say, you guys are going to be friends, mm. you guys, unlikely friendship. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And it, where did you guys first meet? It was at a party, wasn't it? We, we met, the first time we met was, um, I was a runner at Radio 5 Live. I was on work experience for the BBC. And I Willie, know this one. Yeah, William was a guest on it. And I was 21 at the time. I was still in uni. And I thought William was like in his <laughs> mid-40s. And Every time you tell that story, it gets older. And <laughs> I thought he was, we were the same age. And I thought he was in his mid-40s. And he would like, go home and have a sherry. And he's got a little librarian wife. He's a very bad judge of character. <laughs> and then I... I do, however, I did like a sherry. Yeah. So that, that, was, was right. that was yes. the one thing okay, yeah. we and then we, we we met and I showed him to the studio and we had a chat and thought we'd never meet again and then it turns out I moved in to a flat in Manchester who with some mutual friends who he went to uni with yeah. and, and so I went to go and visit the friends at this party and mm. he was there it was an Olympics uh, Olympic host what was it the, the it was the closing ceremony. no it was the opening ceremony no it wasn't because I watched that with my friend Matt <laughs> it was the opening ceremony no it wasn't I, I am no, telling you now it was the opening ceremony well it wasn't because I remember sitting there going that won't be the real queen and I can remember that was the opening that was the opening ceremony where she jumped out the plane yes but I watched that with Matt you watched that with me um, I am sorry Jamie I am certain it, it was the opening ceremony okay because there was that American girl there and you just because he basically took... Casey? Yeah, yeah. It was the opening Well, I'll ask Casey. Anyway, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so we... And my friend, yeah. my housemate said to me, I've got a mate coming round, he's a bit posh. You won't like him. Just don't be rude. And apparently he said the same you to William. like him. He said, my housemate's a bit rough around the edges. You won't like him. Don't be rude. And, and we look just at clicked, us now. And we just got on. Yeah. So, so it was a friendship story from the beginning? Yeah. 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 And yeah. he was just he was just very... He was very different, very funny, and I, I like a good laugh, and Jordan provides a good laugh. Yeah. So. Tell them about the first meal we went to. One, yeah, one of the first meals we did on our own, uh, what in Manchester, a restaurant called Gusto on mm-hmm. Deansgate. Gusto. I used to live in uh, Manchester, and you were obviously up there. And Jordan ordered for first course mussels, which is a bit adventurous, but whatever. He ordered mussels, and obviously they come and start preparing your table once you've put your order in. And they brought over the finger bowl for the mussels with a slice of lemon in it and put it in front of Jordan. And Jordan sort of panicked and turned to the waiter and went, no, I didn't order the soup. (laughs) And God bless him, he thought it was soup. 
um, it's to dip your fingers in, Jamie. Yes, Jamie knows that. I, I yeah. know that. You thought it was soup. Yeah. So we'll chat very unappetizing. You thought soup. it was soup. I don't know. It was healthy yeah. soup. I, do you know what? This is no whatever again. I did this in Hong Kong. Um, I was asked to go to Hong Kong to do some, in, basically be the face of the TRL, which is, I think it's TRL, which is the train company out there. Yeah. Anyway, I flew out there. I, I don't know how on earth they thought I was a good choice, whatever it was. You've I mean, never they, been on a train in your life. I've never <laughs> been on a train. You know, there's trains underground. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I flew out there and. Um, I arrive and I was asked if I want to go for lunch with the, their team. I went for lunch and none of them spoke English. They, you know, they were, uh, everyone was speaking Chinese and I was just sitting there. I didn't know what to do. And there was a, I was freaking out and, and this food was coming out. It was very traditional and there was a bowl in front of me. And I was so dehydrated from the flight. I drank from the bowl <gasps> and I looked to my left and the guy was using it as his fist. <laughs> Well, it happens. I honestly had no idea, so I completely understand. And William teaches out there a lot. Yeah, a lot. Do of you? Well, well, I used to be very big in the Asia Pacific region, but uh, then there was the thing called COVID, so I haven't really gone back since but then. People but forget you actually to. teach etiquette around the world. This is okay, we got I it. was very big, 2011 to 2019. Huge. October 2019. So give me life. like, give me like a monthly, a weekly, like, like, because that's confusing for people, I imagine, right? Because they're just like, well, what do you mean you teach etiquette? So uh, we'll do all sorts of courses, whether it's dining etiquette like that, social, business protocol, diplomatic protocol, um, dress codes, entertaining. And you were flown all over the world? Yes, more so China, Hong Kong, um, Middle East, India, uh, Namibia I did in Africa. Um, That's quite fun. It's amazing. The foreign ministry. The Caribbean. I've taught in the Caribbean. But do you have it now? Because so if you... I did drama, right? I thought all of us must have done drama at one point. Yes. And you know... What what sort of plays did you do? Oh, my God. Jenny's End. Rally. Okay. We did Oklahoma. Yeah. (laughs) Jordan's Jordan's line was, I'm so hungry, Annie, I could eat a gate. Oh, so if you remember that. Yes, because you talk about it. Wait, dear, what was your line, Jordan? Gee, Annie, I'm so hungry, I could eat a gate post. That was my line in year eight. <laughs> that was your. That was your only line. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but I did. So now, because of drama, mm. uh, you you look at things. You're like, oh, that the door is painted red because it means this. You know, you, you kind of oh, hate that. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah I <laughs> no, I can remember GCSE English with the Great Gatsby. It's like, uh, Mr. Morris, hello, if you're listening, was was saying, oh, let's talk about why why F. Scott Fitzgerald has has chosen to make Gatsby's car interior green. I don't know, maybe just because he thought it looked nice. Don't let's not did read into do, green. He just wanted a green do the car green interior. For GCSE. Yeah. We did holes. I'm sorry. <laughs> you did holes. Yeah. For GCSE. Yeah. Well so did I, but unofficially. Uh, yeah, I was in third set, so uh-huh. bottom set, I think. Yeah. But yeah. I, I had this thing, so with drama, right, you 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 analyse it. Well, does that mean when you go to restaurants, you go to dinner parties, mm. you go to meetings, and you're not in your sort of professional? Do you then start judging? Well, you do notice. Un- I'll, un- I'll be honest. I'm not going to. I've decided I'm going to not give the P- the PC answer that I normally give. Great. Yes, I notice. <laughs> However, do I say anything? No. It's hard when friends. To be fair, friends don't so much do it now. They go, "Oh, we set the table nicely because you're coming. Have we got it correct?" And you look at it and you think, "No." But you're not going to say that because that's obviously going to upset them because they've spent so spent so much time 
titivating their table and there are still a thousand things wrong but they've put in effort and that's lovely it's so nerve-wracking when he's coming I'm, to your house I'm, I'm i don't know how to sit right now oh it's... i'm freaking out <laughs> look at don't no, you don't now. judge me don't look at my shoes what's going on no got a nice flash of ankle it's nearly november but it's fine <laughs> i never wear socks what i never have wear you got socks. invisible socks no nothing i never wear socks oh do, do your, your feet, feet not, not stink? smell never stink no i never wear socks Right. Passes your shoe. Let's have a sniff. No, do not. I, honestly, no, I, 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 I'm not sniffing it. I, I never. Oh my god, you're I not joking. James is now passing. It's a Nike trainer. Oh, he's right. Go on, will you smell it? Just smell it. Just smells like a normal trainer. <laughs> I because if I don't wear socks, my trainers stink. So, I've got someone else. Super gaze. What they called? S- super. Super grass. Super grass. What did you say? Super what? Super gaze. <laughs> super gay. <laughs> Um, I've got some of those, and I wear them on holiday with no socks in, and they bloody stink. Tea bags, apparently. Put, you put tea bags in there. Put so tea bags. Have in there. you always had not smelly feet? Never. I don't. I don't have smelly feet. I don't really sweat. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just uh, you and Prince Andrew. Just me and <laughs> Prince Andrew. So similar. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I can. I used to be not so much, but I used to be able to sleep anywhere. So, so if you if I needed to fall asleep, I could just fall asleep. Could fall asleep on a washing line. Yeah, I could yeah. just fall. I, I I didn't mind. I could just fall asleep. Not because I was tired. I just could. I could sleep. Okay. Anywhere. Yeah. Well, that's nice. What is your biggest pet peeve then? Oh, great question. Uh, <laughs> what do you really? When you see it, it really grinds you. I don't like people playing music out loud on public transport oh, or anywhere. Yes. Just put your headphones in. I think that's so obnoxious. Yeah. That's my biggest pet peeve. Yes. I want to start a charity that we, I say a charity, there's absolutely no charitable foundation in this whatsoever, but you just, I need to carry with me little disposable earphones that you can sort of passive aggressively just put on someone's mm. lap on the tube on those trains that go underground just to sort of give them uh, headphones. Because why, the, if we were all listening to music or it's doing so calls, it's actually so annoying. Th- so what a annoying. cacophony it would be. And why is one person sort of agenda listening? And it's also terrible music. It's not like they're listening but it's to it. It's not just that. It's now, like, I was on a flight recently and the kid had the iPad on and they watched the cartoon with no headphones in. Driving no. me. On the mad. whole flight. Yeah, whole flight. Yeah. yeah. See, and he was like, come, just give him, get some bloody headphones in. But but when you must so when you go for dinner parties or if yes. you throw it away, it might, it's it's nerve wracking, right? Because you know you're going to be judged. Yeah. So I just go the other way now. So I, <laughs> I I've talked about this. I just throw all the cutlery in the middle of the table, and it's kind of like help it's basically yourself. Basically going to Weatherspoons. I'm That's just like Jordan. help no, yourself. You don't do yeah, that. You, you yeah, do that. Yeah. And he he, he in, secretly in likes it. I had hit William and Ben round recently. We had a curry night, and we I've I've made chili for him, and I just put it in a pot in the middle. It's like help yourself. I mean, why bother having mm. friends around, really? Okay, because uh, in your book, right, as yes. you said, you go through different things. And the one that uh, I like is help. Where should we go on a first date? Mm. Yes. Okay, huge, right? Yeah. We live in a world lack of connection now. People are just on apps. They don't really want to, they just like chatting. They don't really like meeting up. Meeting up is intense. It's scary in different ways. Mm. Advice. If someone wants to go on a date. Yeah. They haven't been on a date in a while. Yes. Where do you go? Keep it short. Coffee. Coffee. Oh, what? It's the lamest thing in the... No, because you can always then go... No, you can... Or tea. You can always go somewhere else if it's going really well. I can remember... I'm married now, but I can remember having a date with a guy and he was... We were very chatty on tech, like, great on tech. Like, we... To the point where it's like, oh my God, I think we've got a real vibe. This is great. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. And due to his work schedule and my work schedule, we we didn't meet up for a couple of weeks. But still, for three weeks, we were 
like incessantly chatting and I was really hopeful mm-hmm. and we went for dinner and he could hardly hold the conversation mm. and it was the slowest meal of my life what because he was nervous he uh, just he was just very I think it's a generational thing very good sort of remotely texting but yeah. in real life IRL he was not particularly good where would you go for a first date well, I would do an activity. I think coffee. Mm. I think coffee. An activity. Is, what, like a zip wire? <laughs> I wouldn't go to. But I, paintball I, in. Yeah, go not for yeah paintballing. Laser quest just in the dark. Oh yeah, <laughs> not from that age. I think I would do like a maybe like a crazy golf or something like oh that. Oh, that's quite cute. Coffee. Crazy golf. I feel like coffee is not a date. Oh, okay. I don't think it's maybe a, date. a drink. Actually, a drink. You go for a drink. Go for a beer. Yeah, I think so. And I heard I heard this thing the other day, which is apparently if you if you go on a date, mm. sitting opposite each other is actually far too intense. Yes, you shouldn't do that. You should sit side by side, side by side, or an L, or on, on a like on a square of a table. Yeah, apparently that's much better. You get much deeper conversation by not actually engaging. one on one with each other. And always, and I think I possibly put this in the book, I can't remember, but always accept, always say yes to a drink, even if it is just something. Mm. Again, I can remember on, this makes me sound like a prolific date, I've been on about three different dates in my life, and two of them were in the same night. I had a, it was back to back, such a player. <laughs> yeah, and well, you I, thought, I'm going to go wild tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to be fair, the first date, he turned out to be straight. Uh, I was set up on it. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But wait, the, wait, what? What? My friends, uh, Hattie, Leanne and Chelsea, who also ran the student radio station with me in Manchester yeah. this guy came into the uh, studio and was like oh I'm thinking of doing a speech based radio show and they said oh you need to talk to William he's head of speech mm-hmm. um, you were head of speech head of, head of oral and uh, <laughs> that was my job <laughs> and so was that oral programming and head so, of oral <laughs> so they said here's his number we text so let's go let's go for a drink and chat about you know speech based mm. radio and oh my god thrilling yeah exactly <laughs> and they text me like, oh my god he's so your type he had a little satchel he's really cute um obviously gay blah 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 he's not literally he gets there a he's not my type before he even walks in i feel like i'm not attracted to you and secondly uh he's got a girlfriend that he's told me about within about 30 seconds i don't think so I, he actually just wanted to, so I had to sit there <laughs> talking about Stephen <laughs> nolan's radio show for an hour oh he is good nolan he's yeah, one but of is, so he actually just generally wanted to have a chat yes. about and we went to oral. an olive bar in manchester an olive bar yes i can oh. still see it now just off canal street i mean like the signs for that anyway so yes finished with that one yeah went to this other date mm. i'd already had a drink so i didn't need another one thank you very much i was fine so he went do you want to drink i said no and I just sat there with nothing, and it was super awkward. That is but so I know. always say yes that to the drink. So but he never used to drink. When, this is another thing. When we first met, you were totally teetotal, pretty much, weren't yes. you? Yes, he did. And now he's he a, drove me to drink. It gets hammered. But but now you guys have your drink, which is a uh, gin and Devonne. I thought it was a vin tint. What a, a, gin and Devonne? The Queen vin- Mother, it's called. Oh, the Queen Mother. But what's in it again? Gin, it's gin, gin, and, and Devonne. And that is. A gin and a bonnet. De bonnet <laughs> is a French aperitif. It's a bit like port. Similar yeah. to I port. know the one you mean. I've forgotten the visit. Yeah, what yeah. am I thinking of? I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, that's dating. I've just got engaged. Oh, I just got married, sorry. Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> um, rules on engagement. Mm. How do you ask someone to marry you? Yes. How do you do it? Where should you do it? How much of Jordan did he write? Did Jordan write a lot of this book as well? 
Did Jordan Rice lost this book? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. So how much? much? How much? I if, it's a, if it's a pie chart, how much of the pie I, chart? I definitely say William's going slightly out. There's more of you in it. Because this is your bread and butter. I reckon, I, just, I reckon, I reckon none of it. No! <laughs> oh, I did. We wrote, loads of people have said this to me as well. We, we wrote, we wrote quite a lot. To my favourite favorite moment during our writing session, we're doing a writing session on Zoom. Yeah. And uh, Jordan announced uh, at the start, is it okay if I just do my ironing whilst we write this bit? I was like, this is you. So I just thought, no, oh. do you know what? No, it's he not was, okay. He was typing and I was recording and I was just like, right, I'll say what I think. No, because whilst I'm then, I'll be hearing, as you're doing the ironing. I, I wrote quite a lot, but he, he, there's bits where in certain chapters where it's mainly him and I'll just try and to be fair, with something funny. When we did the audiobook a few weeks yeah. ago, I noticed this. Like there, there was one chapter where, I mean, my, my uvula was red raw at the end because I was speaking and speaking and speaking. And I thought, God, there's, you know, Jordan's hardly saying anything. He's doing the odd lol or whatever the sort of aside is. But then there are other chapters like Nights Out. I hardly did much yeah. chatting and he did a lot so of it. So I talked about how to get into a drunk club. Uh, how, to get into, how to get into a, how to get into a drunk club? How to get into a club drunk? How to, you know, uh, charm the bouncers, the security staff, that kind of thing. So there's, yeah. There's, yeah. so I've, uh, it evens I itself. Did write it, yeah, but the, it was really funny because the feedback, like yours, were what was the feedback we gave? Oh, well, yeah, when we then sort of it go goes to the editor and then we were feeding back. I was uh, getting really irate that they had pushed back on it's corrected for the book uh, the styling of the now princess of wales catherine yeah. comma the princess of wales when you are the current one you are the with definite article yeah whereas we'd also mentioned diana who is now diana comma princess of wales because she is not uh-huh. the princess of wales uh-huh. and she's... they had got rid of the, the so i'm getting really nuanced on that over here on his his side of the page it's is blozer with an a or an er <laughs> Blazer is such a good Blazer. word. I was like, I'll just spell Blazer. Can you get the editor to check if it's A-R or O-R? So I think Penguin Random House had a very different experience with uh, with us. Mm. Two different styles of authors, like two different styles on the podcast. I can't believe we've wrote a book, though. It's amazing yeah. that you've written a book. It's, it's yeah. so good. Okay, everybody, that is the end of part one. Now, as always, just go and click over to part two, and you can listen to the rest of the episode with Jordan and William. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. 
or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.